everybody. Welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp. Welcome back. Uh, today, you've seen the title. You know everything that's going on. This is why you need to get lost. And fun sort of side note for this one, I guess, is that I guessed with an extra T in there, apparently, is I'm recording this live on TikTok. So don't be surprised if you join live on TikTok and you go, oh my God, he's actually recording a podcast. And then you end up listening to it later because I, I just think that would be awesome. By the time that this podcast episode comes out, the eight-week challenge would have already closed. The intake would have been done. And I just quickly want to jump in to just say thank you so much to everybody that did sign up and did join the eight-week challenge. I'm assuming it was awesome because it's already going well. And based on the <laughs> based on the last one that did happen, I'm recording this on a Tuesday, and obviously the intake closes on that Saturday, and this will come out next Tuesday. So thank you to everyone that has signed up. Welcome to the challenge. It's going to be absolutely amazing. You do have access, like lifetime access to the membership site there and all the frequently asked questions and also the bonus education content, all that fun stuff that's going to keep coming up. Um, and also live, oh my God, lifetime access. There we go. I'm getting there. Lifetime access to the Discord community as well. So if you ever need anything, feel free to DM myself or Laura, whoever is going to be your coach or whoever is currently your coach through the challenge. Feel free to DM them whenever you need any questions or advice or anything like that. Um, for this one for today, I have no idea what to call it. At the moment, I'm calling it why you need to get lost, but I don't really have anything. You may see it by the time this podcast episode is out that the title has changed and that's totally fine. But anywho. I was having a chat to a client not too long ago, and then it popped up again this morning for another client. And oddly enough, I've literally just put it into my book for chapter something. So everyone who's the Patreons, you won't be seeing it anytime soon because at the moment we're going through chapter two. So part three of chapter two, say it like it's a fucking book club. It'd be awesome if it was a book club. That'd be really cool. Um, but one of the things that we're running through at the moment on the Patreon for people who are paying to get early access to the book that I'm writing and also the audiobook version as well for the quote unquote secret podcast that's there. Um, we're going through chapter two at the moment, which is like the solution to all of your problems or why you've been so consistently stuck in basically yo-yo diets, crash diets and losing all the weight and gaining it all back and then some. So we're going through the solution to that at the moment. And at the time that I am recording this part three is up of chapter two on the Patreon. But by the time this podcast is out, part four would have been up as well. And the part that I've put into the book is chapter seven, how to never fail. So it's literally five chapters later, how to never fail. It's a goddamn good chapter. And I'm probably going to end up putting some more into that later tonight because I'm finding that it's just coming to me super goddamn easy. So in about five chapters time, people who are on the Patreon and getting early access to the first drafts, you'll obviously see this of what I'm going to be going through right now which is basically why we need to get lost and what happens when we get overwhelmed, when we feel stuck, when we feel frustrated and everyone's just going to resort back to their habits. And I started writing this because obviously it was part of the chapter that I'm writing. Then it popped up last week with a client. And then again, this week with two clients, one, actually two this morning. I forget that I do different things. If I'm at the gym, it doesn't feel like I'm working because I'm like, Oh my God, I had a client this morning. No, I was just at the gym. No, I fucking had a client. But anyway, so when, when people or when we get frustrated, overwhelmed, we're going to resort back to our habits. We're going to go back to our default. It's, it's no one's fault. It's just the way that we are, because if there's something that's too difficult, we're going to immediately go back to our comfort zone and we're going to make the easier decision. Like the devil, you know, is a lot better than the devil. You don't know that type of situation, the lesser of two evils. Unfortunately, 
That's why a lot of us do tend to get stuck because we have perfected our comfort zone. And I know that I talk about the comfort zone a lot, but we have perfected our comfort zone to the fucking nth degree. So anytime that something is pushing us or it's a little bit too hard or it's a little bit whatever, it's a little bit uncomfortable, we'll say. We have made our comfort zone so goddamn perfect for us that it's very hard to want to be in the learning zone. Because if you've listened to the podcast, if you fucking follow me on TikTok, if you know all this shit, then you know that it's, it's not the uncomfortable zone and the comfort zone. It is the comfort zone where we go to rest and recharge. And then we go to the learning zone, which is basically where we go out on an adventure. We get all the experience points. We get all the learnings and things that we know. And then we bring it back to the comfort zone, unpack it all, digest it all, throw out what we don't need, keep what we need. And then we get ready, rest and recharge for another epic adventure in the learning zone. That's basically how it is learned. But because we've made our comfort zones so goddamn perfect for what we need, it's very hard to get out of that. So whenever you're starting to feel frustrated or overwhelmed with anything that is going on, that's what we're immediately going to default back to. And it's not your fault. The good thing about this is that your defaults and your habits and everything else, they change. They're very... I'm not going to say they're, they're very fluid, they're very dynamic. They do change, but it's up to you to make those changes. Because obviously if we don't make any changes and we just stay exactly where we are, not a whole lot is going to change. Because as soon as you want to make that change, you do an eight-week challenge. You do a... You sign up for a coach. You sign up for a PT. You decide to go to the doctors to get an answer. You get a nutritionist. You do whatever it's going to be. You go to therapy. You do something that's going to improve your life in some sort of aspect. As soon as you have that and it's different and they're expecting you to change or they put some different things in place for you to be able to make that change, we're immediately just going to go like, oh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. I don't want to see this. Give me one second while TikTok is being a little shit. Aha. There we go. So. We basically say, that's annoying, I don't want to do this. And when things are frustrating and overwhelming, it's very hard for us to say, okay, well, let's think about this logically. Let's take a step back for a second. What would Trav do? What would we do in this situation? Because you're there, you're in it. It's too late to be able to plan about what's going on because you can just be like, oh my God, fuck this. It's too much. I don't want to think about this right now. And we pull back. So that's why, it's why most people end up burning out doing doing a lot of their shit is when they've done those diets, those challenges in the past where it's just about losing as much weight as possible is they haven't fixed their baseline of existence, which is their habits. They haven't laid any different foundations. They're still building a house in a fucking swamp. Doesn't matter how good the house is, it's still going to smell like a swamp. You're still going to step out the front or the back or whatever, open the windows, get some fresh air. You're going to do something to try and improve the ambience. It's not going to happen because you're still building in a fucking swamp. So not much is really going to change. And probably going to pump a lot into building that house in the swamp and you're probably not going to get a lot for it. (laughs) So bad investment as well. So don't do that. That'd be bad. But we need to fix your baseline of existence. And this is a thing that pops up and something that my client said this morning, it's fresh in my brain. So I'm going to say it. You go to therapy and you fix anxiety, depression, all that stuff. And you think that you're done with it. And then something keeps going on, something happens. And then we have this, this basically new baseline of existence that we sort of sit in. And when we're at that baseline of existence, for example, if we're incredibly anxious, if we're incredibly depressed, that's our baseline. That is our baseline of existence. Our habits, everything about our foundations revolves around that because that's just, that's what we believe we are. That's who we believe we are. 
And when we start going to therapy, when we start putting in different coping mechanisms, when we start going for a walk, when we start fixing the nutrition a little bit, maybe not ordering out as much, when we do whatever the fuck it is to start feeling better, when we start doing that, things start happening, things start changing. So now all of a sudden, maybe I'll use myself as the example, instead of sitting inside playing video games every goddamn minute of the day, I'm now, well, before I do all that stuff, I have to get up and go to the gym, even though I thought people could hear my thoughts, even though I thought that people were judging me, and even though I was fucking insecure in my own body. I hated everything about myself. But over time, I had created a different level of baseline of existence. So now instead of waking up, going on the computer, not having breakfast, playing video games, trying to disassociate and get away from the real world, all of a sudden it was, I can do all that stuff, but first I have to go to the gym. And then when I went to the gym, oh man, I'm pretty hungry now. What am I going to do for lunch? Well, there's a grocery store down there. I might as well just go get something. And then because I finished the workout, more often than not, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to eat something pretty healthy. Like I'll see if I can do a wrap with some like pulled chicken or some salad or this and that and whatever. It was still about making it awesome. Every so often I was like, well, chicken, I'll go charcoal chicken. That's chicken. That's protein. And then there's chips and that's carbs. And that's what we're all about. Protein and carbs. That's how we're going to build as much muscle as possible. So that's what we're wanting. So that was my baseline of existence after a while. And I finished that session of therapy. I basically got past that bit and I was like, sweet, don't need therapy anymore. A, because I couldn't be fucked paying for it slash didn't have a job at the time and couldn't pay for it. But back then I'd gone from all the computer games, all the everything to now I wake up and go to the gym. That's what I do. That's my base level. That's basically my ticket or thing that I have to prove to myself or do before I go do the things that I want to do. And then it slowly switched from, man, I actually don't want to be inside playing video games all the time because too much of a bad thing. We love that. It, it suddenly became, I want to get up and I want to go to the gym because I want to see how strong I am this week. I want to see if I'm adding in this new lift, if it's going to feel better. If I'm going to be doing these different things, how is that going to basically feel for me? So I started doing that. I created that. God, it's so fucking hard filming in vertical. Where the fuck are we here? My God. And my camera's mirrored. Oh my God, I've just realized that. That's why everything's doing my head in. My God, I need to fix my shit. But anyway, I'd fix my base level of existence to basically these are my habits. And this is what I do. And I stopped going to therapy because I was like, well, I'm going to the gym. I'm doing all the things that you wanted me to. I'm fixing nutrition. I'm doing all this shit. Fantastic. Still hate myself, but not as much. And then after a while, that led to, let's see if we can get back into the gym. Let's see if I can get a job. First off, let's see if I can do that. Because if I have more money, that means I can probably buy or hire a personal trainer. That means I could probably buy a meal plan. That means I could do this. But in order to do that, I'm going to need money. How do I get money? I'm going to need a job. So then I started doing all of that. Over a while, obviously you can tell where this is going. It ended up, I am me now. And I do this and I do this shit as well. And it's actually working out pretty damn well. So doing all of that was just one level at a time, fixing my baseline and fixing my habits and fixing my default. That was it. I didn't realize that's what I was doing at the time. If someone had fucking told me, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, let's do that now. So all of that was really handy and all of that was useful, but I'd get to this level and then something would happen where I feel like I'm stuck and then I'd feel like I'm in a rut and nothing is really working and I would just feel like, man, I'm a piece of shit again because I did all that stuff, but now I'm still depressed. I'm still anxious. I still hate myself. Here's all these things that I don't like about myself. Body, yeah, it's starting to look a bit better. 
but it's not where I want it to be. And then that can't, comes into the whole thing when you start at the gym, particularly. Uh, you start comparing yourself to other people. I don't look as good as this guy. I don't look as lean or I'm not as big or I'm not this or that or whatever. Like, oh, I've got a weird body type. You start picking yourself apart. And then with all of that, you've reached the next level. But then congratulations, you've also unlocked the bonus content of here's some extra shit to chuck on top that's not that great. For example, body dysmorphia. Now you're getting too obsessed with the calories. Now you're getting too obsessed with the workouts. You're not allowed to rest because that makes you feel like, I'm losing all of my muscle. So while you've unlocked a whole bunch of other positive things that you're going to latch onto, you've also unlocked a lot of other negative things that you didn't think about previously because they are now basically the consequence that comes from you taking care of yourself. I hope this is making sense. You unlock the positives. Oh my God. You, you unlock the new positives. You unlock the new negatives because now you have a different baseline. So when I was at that new baseline, that new default, I was like, yeah, awesome. But then after a while, because I had stayed there, and that was my comfort zone. After I had stayed there for a while, it basically became, I'm in a rut. What do I do? How do I get out of it? And then that's where I went back to therapy. And then I was like, well, didn't work the first time. Why is it going to work this time? And what my client said this morning was, you never get over those, like you never really move over. Oh my God. You never move on from those things. There we go. I can do this. I can speak words. You never get over those things. You learn to manage them differently. And we always go back to our defaults. We always go back to our habits. It just depends on what your defaults and habits are. So your defaults, your habits, your foundations for your existence, they basically are at level one. And then you get better and you start to feel really good and you make those changes and you start doing those things and then you get to level two. And then you get there and you go, oh my God, how am I going to deal with all of these things now? all of these inconveniences, all of this overwhelming information, all of these stupid pain in the ass things that are coming up, because now I'm at level two. I've got a whole bunch of new problems I need to fix. So then you start focusing on fixing all of the problems and that makes you feel worse because you're focusing on the negatives and all the things that are coming with it that you sort of forget like what your baseline is. So then depending on whatever your baseline is, you resort back to that. So then we have to figure out how do we get to level three? What are the things that we need to do to get to level three? Deal with the problems, get to level four, deal with the problems, get to level five. You can see where this is going. But every single time it's like, oh, I'm done. Like I did it. I did the thing. I lost the weight. Fantastic. Now I can just be, I can just be, really. I can just be myself. I can be here. Don't have to think about anything. I can just keep doing this and it's going to be awesome. But if we've done the crash diets before, if we've done the shitty things in the past, you're probably not going to be able to sustain that for long, which is why most people end up burning out because they will go as hard as they can to fix this problem that they think that they have when actually the deeper root cause that's going on is that they fucking hate themselves. So how do you do things that help you be more positive that don't allow you to hate yourself as much? Can you tell how much I'm tiptoeing around this fucking phrasing? Do things that bring you joy. Do things that make you happy. Do things that make you feel like you're not a piece of shit. How can you do that? That's basically what we're after. And then you'll hit different levels and you'll fix different habits. That's why I coach the way that I coach. That's why our challenge is the way that it is. That's why our program, that's why literally everything about the fucking fitness genie is the way that it is. Because it used to be me and I used to struggle with those things and I don't want people to go through them either. So that's why, that's our philosophy. That's why we do what we do. To actually make sure you sustain your shit. People come to us because they are stuck, they are frustrated, they are overwhelmed, and they are feeling like shit. So one of the biggest things that we do that's different is getting you to focus on what makes you happy, like 
the foods, the tasks, the activities, etc. All of that fun stuff. So when you start doing the things that make you happy, the weight loss typically comes with that. So I didn't go to the gym because I wanted to lose weight. I started going to the gym because my therapist said that'd probably be a good point to start for basically doing something that you used to enjoy but currently don't. Basically, changing the way that I live. That was why I went to the gym because it was basically, I either go to the gym or I don't be here anymore. That was basically how it came to be as to why I started. So when we start focusing on the things that are making you feel good, as a result of that, you naturally want to start compounding them. It's like when you've gone through a breakup. I know that obviously if you're a religious listener to my podcast, then, or the Fitness Genie podcast, I should say, you will already know what I'm about to say for the snowball. It's like when you go through a breakup and you listen to a sad song. You start snowballing and do things that make you feel sad and they push you in that direction. It's like we've got emotional eating, like whatever it is, it's all self-soothing because if you're going through something rough and you listen to bad songs, that's not because you want to feel worse. It's because your brain is tricking you because when you've had a cry, when you've let out all of your emotions, the brain basically flushes itself and then gives you a whole bunch of happy hormones to go, wow, that was fucking awful. Don't do that again, please. And it does everything to make sure that you feel happy, which is why when you've had a massive cry, usually about, well, five, 10 minutes after it, or probably somewhere like in the middle or like towards the end of the cry, getting everything out. That's why you typically start laughing and you go, oh my God, this is so stupid. This is so sad. And you start to basically come upwards with your mood. Exact same thing. Your brain is trying to trick you into doing things that are actually better for you. Unfortunately, if you have like the anxiety or the depression or everyone's favorite ADHD, if you have these things, then the brain isn't working the way that it quote unquote should. It's working the way that it should for you, but it's working it's working in a different way. And we just have to figure out what that is. And we have to figure out how we can manage it and how we can make sure that you're still gonna be able to do the things that you want to do to feel positive, to feel happy. And as a part of that, you will get the results that you want. So I started going to the gym because it was basically do this or be sad forever. And I didn't wanna be sad forever. So that's why I started going. As a result of that, well, I should probably do something with my nutrition. As a result of that, well, maybe I should start doing some weightlifting because all I was doing was fucking cardio at the time. So spending an hour on the bike, yeah, it made me feel good. Sweaty as all shit. But then I got off it and I was like, oh, maybe I should start putting on some muscle. So then I started looking up that, started looking up the nutrition. All of that was just basically, I want to do these things that make me feel good. And I think that will probably make me feel good. And then it all started compounding. And now I basically have the body that I have now as a repart, whoa, as a repart, that's a word for you, as a part and as a response to, as a part of and as a response to, there we go, Jesus Christ, Travis, get your shit together, of basically creating a new baseline of existence for myself, which is I go to the gym basically to fix my shoulders because I'm at the desk all day and I'm fucking one of these ones, I'm a human question mark. So when I'm trying to get to the gym. I'm not thinking about, oh, I'm going to go to the gym because I'm trying to lose weight. Oh, I'm going to get to the gym because I'm trying to build muscle. I'm going to get to the gym because insert aesthetic reason here. I don't think about that shit. I've been, what is this? I've been going to the gym for nearly 13 years now and fuck 13 years. Jesus. Is that right? How old am I? Oh my God. I'm doing this quick math. I think I'm having a fucking crisis here. Give me a second. 
then that would be, yeah, and so, yeah, 13 years. Jesus Christ. I've been going to the gym for 13 years. That is absolutely terrifying. So there's, when I started going to the gym, it was like, it was terrifying. I didn't like the people there. I, again, thought that people could read my thoughts. I fucking hated everything about it. This wasn't something that I was just like naturally born into and naturally gifted at doing. It's something that I sort of forced myself to do because one of the guys that I used to work with, who's now a really close friend of mine, one of the guys that I used to work with was, um, he was like, oh, I go to the gym. So I was like, oh yeah, my gridiron coach said that I should probably start doing that. So, uh, yeah, do you mind if I join in? And I was like, yeah, I guess. And then that was it. That was the start of it. If he wasn't there, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do because he's my, he's my buddy. He's my safety net. And then it slowly started becoming we had different work hours and then we started going. And then, like, it was just, it kept going. But many a mental breakdown later, getting back to the gym, like, I'm sure everybody that follows me on TikTok and Instagram as well, or even just listens to the podcast pretty often, you would know my story about crying in the car for 30 minutes and then starting a timer on my phone, tagging in at the gym, using my mum's tag, and basically having a breakdown and then immediately leaving 57 seconds later because I looked down at the phone, it was 57 seconds. Then I went back to the car afterwards, cried for another 30 minutes. So that was good. I didn't even get one second in the gym per minute of crying. That's a fucking terrible ratio. That's, that's not great. That's <laughs> not what we're after. Uh, so yeah, that's where I sort of started back into, do, into things after those mental breakdowns. So doing the things that we're doing at the moment, we need to be asking the question, how does it make us feel? Because we need to get lost because everything that you know, and typically when people are coming to us, they are feeling stuck, like they're in a rut, they're overwhelmed, they're frustrated. If you scroll through TikTok, depending on what's on your For You page or whatever, but if you scroll through TikTok for five minutes, you'll see three, four, five, six different diets that are the best for you and why you should be doing them. The thing that is super popular. It's doing my fucking head in. And this is why I don't do response videos because I know that I'm going to get really angry and upset because like, how can a human say, Hey, and misrepresent studies intentionally. Like there's a lot of quote unquote doctors out there on TikTok that are just fucking really, are you that much of a subhuman that you have to misrepresent studies intentionally to get people to buy supplements? You fucking asshole. But anyway, you can tell that's why I don't do response videos. <laughs> I'm already getting hated and I'm not responding to anyone in particular. Um, long story short, if you listen to anything Gary Brecker says, probably fucking don't and move on. But anyway, and Bobby Flav. Bobby Flav, Flav City. I don't know his actual name, but anyway, those are the two people that are just like, please don't. You will create so much of an eating disorder within yourself by taking in their information. And basically, if you lived their life, my God, if you lived a life based on their advice that they're giving on TikTok, you would have nothing left to eat. You would have nothing left to drink. You would have to be fucking stirring water with a magic wand before you drink any of it. And you wouldn't be allowed to drink or eat anything unless you make money off of it. So it's probably not that great for you. But any whoosies. People do come to us in that shit state. And I remember that state because I used to be there and obviously pulled myself out of it with the help of, I'm going to say a therapist and at some point a gym buddy, but basically pulled myself out of it. And doing that by myself was a pain in the ass. And I hope that no one has to do it by themselves again. It's obviously why I do what I do. But in order to do that, we really have to get you into the headspace that 
most things that you've done before, they're not wrong, but they're wrong for where you are right now. Because the things that people are looking for, people come to us and 90% of the time, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to say that I want to lose weight or focus on it because I feel like a hypocrite for wanting to lose weight. Because every time I have focused on trying to lose weight, I've ended up losing it, but then gaining back more and then feeling worse than when I started. <clears throat> so I don't want to have to put the focus into weight loss. I just want it to be a thing that happens as a part of creating a good lifestyle because I'm just so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and unhealthy and hearing my knees turn into fucking cocoa pops and rice bubbles every time I go up or down the stairs. And I'm like, that sounds fucking awesome. That sounds like exactly what we're here to do. So that's what we want to do. We want you to get focusing on the things that bring you joy, the things that make you happy because the weight loss will just come as a part of that. I didn't get the body that I wanted by meticulously tracking calories. Even when I was like, I can, God, if I could edit this, I will show you the photo where I went through, I think like a 12 week thing of like, was it 20 weeks? I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was a bit of work because I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do this. So I was shredding down like all hell, but the first little phase of it was let's build as much muscle as we can. And then we'll just shred it like all fuck. And I was like, yep, cool. Sounds good. I was meticulously tracking calories, macros, everything. I remember I went to the movies, like a date night with Beth and we were just sitting there and I was like, man, I don't know what I'm having, but I was like, I was trying to log the lamb that I was going to be having because it came in like pita bread. And I ordered pita bread and dips and lamb and stuff because I was like, I can track that. It's just bread and meat. And I was like, oh my God, what are they cooking the oil in? What's this? What's that? And then at dinner, I was so out of it because I was trying to look up the place that we were going to, what are their calories and macros for their popcorn? What's their calories and macros for a choc top? Oh, if I don't have dessert or if I only have half my dinner here, then I can have like popcorn and a choc top. But that also means that I'm going to have almost next to nothing for lunch, which I didn't. Trying to juggle that and do all of that, pain in the ass. I don't fucking do it anymore. And I don't recommend people do that as well because it's just not fucking worth it, really. But if I could show you the photo that I took as my after photos, I looked at them and the amount of effort that I put in and the amount of work that I put in, in my mind for that photo that I had, it was not worth the output because I looked at myself and I went, you've still got fucking love handles, mate. You're still chunky. You're still fat. People are still not going to love you. Why did you put in all this effort? And that was almost like a hopeless point for me of like, well, I put in all this effort. So what's the point? And after a while, it took me a bit to go, uh, arms don't look too bad, actually. That's, that's pretty good. But then I stopped tracking calories and then I stopped doing what I was doing in terms of the amount of effort that I was putting in specifically for nutrition. My training was still, it wasn't as difficult, but it was just, easiest way I can describe it is I'm very fortunate to be a personal trainer. I can go in and I know what exercises are paired with what and what's going to give me a bit of a decent push and I know how to push my body. So workouts were fine. They weren't as intense, but I was just basically taking a foot off the pedal and the nutrition, I was eating whatever the fuck I wanted, whenever I wanted, within reason. I wasn't intentionally going out and being like, I couldn't have a burger this time, so I'm going to have that because I could still make it fit to my calories and macros. So the amount of effort there was just not worth it. It was 12 weeks worth of nothing of oh my God, is this seriously going to be my life? And then I get the body and then I go, fuck, that really wasn't worth it, was it? Having all of that as the experience and then I believe it's two, 
two and a bit, three years now, Jesus, three years that I haven't been tracking calories and macros. I track them every so often to make sure that I'm, and by every so often, I mean maybe like once every four or five months just to be like, oh, am I liking what I'm seeing in the mirror? Yes or no. Step on the scales. Holy crap. That's either higher or lower or what I expected. If it's what I expected, don't need to worry about anything or track anything. If it's higher than what I expected or lower than what I expected, that's when I get into the questions of like, how do I feel? If it's higher than I expected, oof, why is that there? If it's lower than I expected, oof, why is that there? And I track just to make sure that I'm A, getting enough because of new medications, but then also B, if it is too high, why is it too high? What are my habits? What am I doing? Am I snacking more? Am I having more desserts? Like there's nothing that I do in terms of, oh, I have to track every day now because I'm gaining weight. It's where is this extra energy coming from? Oh, it's the snacks that I'm having. Yep, cool. Oh, it's because I haven't been as organized with my lunches. So I'm having the quote unquote emergency backup pizzas that are like 900 calories. So instead of that, maybe I'm having that pizza and then a little bit of a snack, whatever it is, maybe it's adding up to be an extra 500 calories a day. Who knows? And then on the weekends, D&D, all that stuff, whatever, let that go a little bit because I'm not tracking. So then slowly over time, that could be compounding. Who the fuck knows? Those different levels of experiences and insights helped me formulate what is now the foundation of my existence, which are the habits, which are the what do I do? Because as you may have picked up from the shit that I just said, it's not about the numbers. It's about how do I feel? How am I acting? What am I doing? And that all comes down to the base level habits that I have. But then also, you know, if we want to tie it in, which I'm not going to for this particular episode and go down the rabbit hole, the standards that you hold for yourself. When I was a depressed, overweight piece of shit, that was the standard that I had for myself. Why would I put in any effort? Because I'm just a fat, overweight, lazy piece of shit who's never going to accomplish anything. That was what I thought about myself. And at the time, probably pretty accurate. It took a lot for me to make those changes to go to the gym to look at the nutrition. Over a number of years, it wasn't anything that happened immediately. Like that gym session of like just going so that I can actually still exist and be here. That took a year of just cardio on the bike until after a while I went onto the chest press machine because I saw a guy that looked pretty good and I was like, fuck, I'm just going to follow what he does. <laughs> he does chest press. Maybe I should do chest press. That was after like, I think it was like 10, 10 to 12 months, somewhere in there. It takes time to do this. So when clients come on board and they're in a very similar positions to where I was, maybe not the depression, maybe not the anxiety. Everyone is unique in their own terms of whatever the fuck they're needing and where they are. But coming to me in the sense of they feel hopeless, they're frustrated, they're overwhelmed, and everything that they've seen on TikTok has been contradicting everything for what they should be doing. They should do keto. They should do paleo. They should be doing carnivore. They should be eating heaps of fruits and veggies. And then they see something that's like, oh, don't have oatmeal. There's so many things that are fear-mongering people to actually create a healthy lifestyle because that person, that quote-unquote doctor, that whatever the fuck they see, that piece of content is trying to scare them into doing something that's basically a balanced diet. Oh, you're having a balanced diet? Well, don't fucking do that because I own a company that sells you this very particular supplement that goes with this very particular diet. So you have to do that particular diet because the balanced diet that you're doing could be killing you. It's not. Fucking spoiler alert, it's not. If anyone on TikTok, where's my fucking, there it is, because I'm live on TikTok now. If anyone on TikTok 
is trying, I'm trying to make sure that I get the microphone as well. If anyone on TikTok is telling you this could be killing you or you need to avoid this thing or they're fear-mongering about something in particular, unfollow them, ignore the advice. It's fucking shit because I have not had a single successful person come through and go, I did this particular thing and I started avoiding broccoli because it had these things that fuck your thyroid. I've never had a person come to me and say, oh yeah, I gained weight because I ate more fruit and veggies. That it's, it's fucking no. I have never had that. I've been in the industry for a decade. I've never once had one person come to me and say, my life's completely fucked and I've gained all this weight because I started eating fruits and veggies, because I started going for a walk, because I started eating this particular thing. Whatever it was, if you are hearing someone, <clears throat> oh my God, I'm dying. If you are hearing someone fearmonger something, fuck them off. Get rid of them. They want you to do this very specific thing so that you give them money or you feel overwhelmed or you feel frustrated enough to be able to pay them to say, fuck it, I don't want to think, I don't want to have to do this. I just want to pay you to get the results. And the fucked up thing about it is they do exactly what any coach would do, what any person would do, is they give you a calorie-equated, high-protein diet but they maybe change one thing. They maybe have a different philosophy of something. They maybe add in this particular thing. And all of those things isolated, they could work. They could work. They may benefit you in some sort of way. But is it the secret thing that unlocked you being a better version of yourself? No, it's absolutely fucking not. You don't need to buy supplements from someone. You don't need to do all this shit. This is going to the 98% of people who Basically, if you did the calorie-equated high-protein diet, a lot of things would fix. Now, there are some very minute medical issues in there that you do have to address, and you can address them by going to your doctors, pushing for answers, doing that shit, and getting it all sorted with either some sort of different medication or different surgery or different whatever the fuck it's going to be. But I have clients, PCOS, endometriosis, adenomyosis, Hashimoto's, people that have so many different medical issues, calorie-equated diet, high protein, maybe we fluctuate like the carbs and fats a little bit and maybe the types of food that they're getting fixes their gut, they get good fiber in and they feel a hell of a lot better. They're having regular bowel movements, they're having regular periods, maybe obviously still in the early phases with like PCOS, endo, adeno, those types of, or even PMDD, that's a fun one for you. Even with those types of things, it's still how can we reduce as many variables as possible? Let's sort out your sleep, your nutrition, your movement in no particular order. I like doing sleep first because it typically does give you more energy to focus on shit for the day. Plus it resets your hormones as best that you can for that day so you don't feel as hungry the next day. And it typically just falls into you can make better decisions, you can move better, you feel better, your muscles are recovered and your hunger hormones are also reset as well. That's why I typically get transformation clients to focus on their sleep first off. Way too many benefits. But even in the early phases of all those different things, PCOS, Adeno, uh, Endo, Hashimoto's, whatever the fuck. In the initial phases, yeah, it's going to suck. Probably going to feel like nothing's working. But over time, when you fix that base level of existence for yourself, your habits, behaviors, belief systems, probably even thought patterns as well in the early phases, that's where you're going to see the majority of your life-changing shit come through. And you also simultaneously get the results that you're wanting as well, physically, mentally, emotionally. You start to feel better. And going back to what I was saying before, holy shit, that was the loudest lunch alert in the world. When you go back to your base level of existence, it's a lot better than what it was. 
So it may you may struggle initially with any of those medical issues. You may struggle with the anxiety, depression, ADHD, anything else that you may have in there. I've worked with a lot of people that have been on the spectrum before in some sort of capacity. And working with them is still basically the exact same thing, but what do you have the capacity for? And just finding out where they are and making concessions based on where they are to get them to where they want to be. Fear-mongering over a particular supplement or food or this or that because of the absolute fucking minute details that are in there is not going to make a fucking difference. I can guarantee you that. Anywho, that was my rant. So if you're coming to us and you do feel stuck, frustrated, overwhelmed, or basically you're listening to this and you haven't reached out to us yet, that's totally fine. You'll do that whenever the fuck you're ready. But if you're feeling like that, that it's maybe a bit hopeless and what do you do? Or maybe you're just pissed off for the fact that you did these things to get away from therapy and now basically too much of a good thing has sort of happened. You've gotten into that rut. You've gotten into the consistency and now it's like, oh man, do I have to go back to therapy or do I have to do this? Or like the challenges that you've done before. Man, if I want to lose weight, do I have to go back and do those shitty challenges, the templated meal plans? What the fuck am I going to be doing? Like, how does all of that work? And that, with those challenges, hasn't addressed anything of your baseline needs. So that's why you need to get lost. Because everything that you think that you know that you need to do, you don't. We're putting the cart before the horse of trying to lose weight. It's a fucking every time you focus on losing weight, you'll be unhappy. You focus on enjoying the journey and what your body can do and how your body feels and how you feel as a fucking human, weight loss will happen. Not only that, through the whatever the shit we end up doing or whatever you end up doing by yourself, doing all of that, then also, how sustainable do you think that's going to be when you start doing things that just make you feel good? Instead of, oh, I've got to go to the gym because I want to lose weight. I'm not getting out of bed to lose weight. I wouldn't fucking do that. I would not do that for myself. And I wouldn't want that for my clients. If I'm getting out of bed to be like, oh, I've got to go to the gym because I'm going to lose 112 grams by doing this gym session. I'm not getting out of bed for that. That's unmotivating as fuck. And if you, if you want motivation, go back and listen to episode 130, I think, 132, something around there. Can't remember exactly. It's probably like 120 of what to do when you need motivation. Like if you're feeling unmotivated, do this instead. I think that's the actual title of it. Find that listen to it and you'll understand what I'm talking about. But people get so caught up in what they should do or what they think that they should do and making decisions based on what they think other people will say or think or feel about them instead of doing what they know makes them happy. When you start giving so much of yourself away, you end up losing who you are. You end up forgetting who you are. You end up forgetting what you're doing. And that's where you end up going to your baselines your habits, your defaults. If you really want to make sustainable change, if you really want to lose weight, if you want to feel better, if you want to just be a better human overall, then, I know you've heard this before, you need to take care of yourself. You need to prioritize yourself. And I know that you're sitting there going, Trav, that would be fucking awesome, but I've got way too much stress. I've got way too much shit going on that I can't put myself first. Well, you can. You just don't right now have the mental capacity to be able to do that. Unfortunately, you're going to need to force the issue to do one thing, to pick one thing to create that habit, to create that thing. So when, uh, so you're going to need that habit. You're going to need that thing that you need to be able to do. It can be small. I 
had people sign up to the challenge last time and they were new mums and they had no capacity. They had no sleep routine. Basically everything that I was like, oh, get your sleep routine in and do this and do that. And they were like, nope, not happening. New baby. So sleep routine is completely out the fucking window. It's like, okay, what can you do for like meal preps and this and that? And it's like, well, I could do that when they're sleeping, but honestly, I tend to get a nap or I do this or I clean up the house or do this stuff. It's basically survival mode at that point. So what we did instead was not worry so much about tracking all the foods that they were having, but it was basically describe to me your, your day for nutrition and intake and movement and shit. And it was like, right, let's get the coffee down from like five a day down to one. And I want you to have that one like an hour after you wake up, do that. And looking at the things that they were already doing and trying to replace them because that way it's not the, this is the new meal plan you have to do. This is the new workout. This is the new thing you have to focus and think and create for yourself. You're already doing it. You can make that small little tweak to things you're already doing to go, yeah, you know what? That's probably not super healthy. So I'm going to do this instead. And you're going to have to force the issue for the first little bit until it becomes default to be like, oh, I used to have five coffees a day. Now I have one or two, whatever it's going to be. I don't have coffee after 12. As soon as you start saying that, instead of like, oh, I'm tired, I need coffee. If you go, well, it's, it's one o'clock, I don't, I don't have coffee after 12, damn. Like that's a non-negotiable you put in for yourself. That's a, that's a habit. That's a standard. That's a belief. That's a fucking baseline level of existence thing that you do. Hyphenate all those words so that it's one little thing. That's why you need to be getting into the things that make you happy, that bring you joy. Because everything else comes off the back of that. And if you start to feel lost, if you start to feel like you're in a rut, if you're starting to feel like things aren't going your way, there's a good chance that you've lost yourself in giving too much of yourself away. There is an absolute possibility, because I see it with every single fucking unfuck yourself transformation client. A lot of swear words in this one. I see it with a lot of transformation clients. Whenever they feel like they're in a rut, it's not because they don't know what they need to do. It's because they're giving so much of themselves away that they don't have enough energy to focus on themselves. And more often than not, that comes off the back of, oh, I went and did this thing for this person because they needed this. And then I was so worried about what they were going to be thinking or saying or doing or this or that. Then I had to get this. And every single explanation that they have for me of like why they didn't do things was because they were doing things for other people. And I get non-negotiables of like helping family and doing things like that. But you can still have boundaries for yourself. You can still have priorities for yourself. You can still have a base level line of existence that you do for yourself. What's your morning routine? What's your night routine? How does it make you feel? A lot of people need to get lost in the fact that they think that they know what they need to do, but they don't. A lot of people, if they just went backwards, so I was thinking about calling this podcast Why Your Weight Loss Journey Has Been Backwards. Who knows? Who knows what I'm going to call it by the time this is over? A lot of people are doing things backwards. They focus on the weight loss and then they think that's going to make them happy when they get it. But every single person has lost weight before, then they've put it back on and now they're more miserable than they have been, despite the fact that across their life, through the different things that they've focused on, they've probably lost like 50, 60, 100 kilos if you were to total all of the weight loss that they've done up. People can lose weight. They're good at losing weight. They fucking suck at putting themselves first and they suck at looking after their mental health and just saying, no, you know what? I don't want to do that because it makes me feel bad. I don't want to do that because I don't have the energy. I can't do that because of this. And if you really want to, you don't even need to explain yourself. 
No, I can't today, unfortunately. Sorry. Let me know and I'll, um, I'll do it next week. Could do that. But a lot of people feel stuck or lost or overwhelmed because they're giving too much of themselves away. They also find it incredibly difficult to get started or to get back on track, so to speak, because they don't know where to start, because they're so worried about what they should do. What they should do sucks because everything that they've been focusing on has been weight loss. So what they think that they know what they need to do to get back on track and to start feeling good. If you were to tell me, if I were not feeling great within myself, and if you were to say, hey, all you need to do is go back to that meal plan where you started losing weight and start going to the gym five days a week. And if I was already burnt out, tired, overwhelmed with everything, that's not going to land well. But if I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And then went and did it. And then I did it for like two days and I was like, this is way too much. I'd feel guilty for not doing it. So then I feel worse. I feel bad, but then I also feel worse for not doing what I think that I know I should be doing, if that's making sense. So it's not really helping anyone by saying, hey, go do all of the things that you've done before because that's where you lost weight. Weight gain or loss or what you see in the mirror or the number that you see on the scale it is the easiest thing to blame for your unhappiness because you're you. So you see your body every single day. If you see that number on the scale, if you see yourself in the mirror and you go, fuck, I'm so unhappy, and then you see yourself, of course you're going to go, fuck, I need to lose weight. I need to be more comfortable in myself. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's going to be weight loss, weight loss, weight loss because weight gain is the symptom of the deeper root cause that you probably haven't had the mental capacity or any capacity to be able to prioritize yourself. So whenever you haven't been doing things for yourself or you've been giving yourself away to other people so consistently, that's your default. That's what you're going to resort to. If you're a people pleaser, an all or nothing type of person, if you have been the inconvenient person growing up, you don't want to feel like the inconvenient person. So you want to be helping as many people as possible. There's a lot of reasons that happen that cause weight gain. But a lot of people that come on board, I can tell you, every single fucking person that signs up, it's not, we need to get you to lose this weight and then you'll be happy. It's, let's sort the training and nutrition for sure, because that's how we're going to get the weight loss, because people want that, but they don't want to say that that's what their focus is. We autopilot that as best as we can to go, hey, sweet, just do what you're already doing, but track it. Or do what you're already doing, but now let's just have breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like we're just setting regular things up. When that's basically autopiloted, or it's at a place where I feel like I can sort of take the training wheels off and just go, you just do you. They autopilot it and they just keep going and doing their own things. So when they start doing that, it's like, sweet, how did you feel? And I hate to, I hate to bring up that classic fucking therapist and be like, and how did that make you feel? I don't want, I don't want to do that. But it does get the point across pretty well that when you start sleeping better, hey, how'd you feel today? Oh, I woke up with heaps of energy. Like, cool. Uh, two weeks go by of their nutrition. Are they losing weight? Yeah, they lost a kilo in two weeks. Fuck yeah. That's exactly what we're after. But how are you feeling? It's like, yeah, I'm waking up and I've got more energy. Like, I'm feeling like it's just easy to wake up and do my things. Like, breakfast is there, lunch is there, dinner's Like, the primary thing that we're focusing on is how is this going to make you feel better? How is this going to impact your life? How is this going to make things easier or better? Particularly if we're talking about mums, how is this going to make things easier for your family as well? Because I've got a lot of people that sign up 
And they go, oh, my partner actually joined in because he sees all the shit that's happening for me, all the positive things that are happening for me. That's awesome. And then it's also, I want to be a good role model for my kids. So now they're seeing me move. They're seeing me cook all these awesome, delicious foods and stuff, and they actually like them. So sometimes you're going to have to give the kids fucking chicken nuggies, and that's fine. Do whatever the fuck you need to do. It's your family, your life. Don't give a shit. You do you. But everything is backwards for a lot of people. Here is the symptom. That is the weight gain. I need to be able to fix that symptom, and then I'll be happy. When it's actually completely backwards and you focus on being happy and doing the things that bring you joy that will lead to the weight loss. Every single person listening to this who's a transformation client, I know that you're going to get that. I know that you understand it because you've basically lived it and you fucking talk every week about the different things that are happening and the amount of breakthroughs that we're going through. So I get that. But maybe for people who aren't transformation clients, maybe it's for people who just feel stuck, just need something different. Maybe it's time to approach things in a different way. Because what you think that you should be doing is, is not working. So you got to do something different. That classic thing of like, you got to do something different if you want to get something different. But it's okay to feel, oh, TikTok just did its little thingy-majiggy. Return to TikTok. Hey, there we go. Gave me my fucking screen time warning. So that's funny as I never realized. It actually kept the live going as well. That's pretty cool. So yeah, one of the things that we need to be doing is focusing on you. Like what is internally, inside, heart and mind, all that fun stuff. What are things that are going to make you feel good? What are things that are going to bring you joy? You don't have to do anything that you don't want to. You don't have to do what you think you should be doing. You can just do stuff that you feel you want to do. You can do that and you can feel better. Over time, that's going to give you different base levels of existence. It's going to give you different habits, different standards, different foundations, different things that you do for nutrition, different thought patterns, different everything. So being able to put yourself first, yes, it is a pain in the ass and you're, I know that you're going to and if there's people listening and watching on TikTok, I know that there's going to be a lot of resistance initially because you're going to go, no, absolutely cannot fucking do it. And let me tell you, I've had some people sign up where even I've gone like, holy shit, how are you going to do this? And they go, well, I'm just going to make it happen because something has to change because if I keep living like this, I'm fucked. And I'm like, all right, fair enough, good answer. <laughs> so then we work together every week, come up with different things. And obviously it's a lot easier when you've got a coach, but I know not everyone can afford it. That's why TikTok people challenge is up at the moment. If you want to join into the eight week challenge, you still can. It's open until Saturday. And we basically run through the foundational principles of the transformation program. It's fucking way more affordable than you think. But anywho, back to the podcast. Um, so yeah, focus on yourself. If you're feeling lost, it's probably a good thing. But if you're feeling lost, you're typically overwhelmed because you don't have clarity. You don't have direction. You don't have certainty of what you're doing and what you're wanting. So it's always good to, like a client that I had this morning, said, write down what you want. She goes, should I do the challenge? And I was like, why, did, why would you do the challenge? I was like, well, because at the moment she's just doing PT. She's like, should I do the challenge? I was like, well, it depends what you would use the challenge for. It's like, well, I feel like I should just maybe get back into tracking stuff and like have the workouts and things. And I was like, no, the biggest positive for you of doing the challenge will be the weekly calls, but they're Tuesday at seven o'clock Melbourne time. She goes, oh, that's not going to work. And I was like, don't do it then. Because if you want to, if you want to track calories and stuff, you can, but it doesn't feel like that's what you need at the moment. 
it feels like what you need at the moment is to create certainty for yourself of what you actually want to do. Because it feels like you're trying to pick all these different external things to be like, oh, that'll fix the issue. That'll put me back on track. That'll do all these things. And you could do the challenge. You could do all these different things as to what they are. But I know, because we've been working together for a while, but I know that you're not going to get what you think out of it. And the best thing for you right now is to just sort of take a breath, take a step back and figure out what you actually do want. And what is it that's going to be the thing that takes you to that next step and that next level? And for right now, I believe it's going to be slowing down and getting back into doing shit for you. Because like I said, through the podcast, there is a lot of shit that people just end up doing things for other people and they end up getting lost. And then that's where they feel overwhelmed and frustrated and they go back to their default living. Their default level of existence. That's what it was. And their habits and behaviors. So there's going to be different habits and behaviors at different stages. And it's okay to say that like, you know, I have people that finish the transformation program. We get them to a particular point. They sustain their results for a bit. And then maybe after something happens, there's more stress at work. There's more this, there's more that. I get some questions, emails, or we, I follow up with them to just say, hey, how's things going? And they go, ah, oh, not too great. I fell off and did this, this, this. But their falling off now is maintaining their weight, maybe gaining like two or three kilos because that's what's to be expected when you enter a maintenance phase. But they go, oh, it's not great. Like I stopped losing weight. Now I'm just maintaining and now it just sort of feels like eh. I'm like, okay, that's the only way I can explain it. It's like eh. So it's like, sweet. That's a pretty fucking good level of existence because I know people used to lose all the weight and then gain it all back. So now you're telling me that you've lost all this weight and you're feeling like shit, but you're maintaining weight. That's a pretty big win. That's a pretty drastic change for basically nine to 12 months. Like the program is six months, obviously. People, you would obviously know that. Program goes for six months. But then for six months after that, or three to six months after finishing the program, you're telling me that you've maintained your weight. Fucking awesome. That's exactly what we were here to do. So now if you want to continue to see weight loss results, you can do that. What is the biggest thing holding you back right now? And then that's where we get into it. But I'm going to start wrapping this up. I do have a question as well that has come from the Discord community. And if you're on Instagram or TikTok as well, every so often I'm going to be asking questions to be like, hey, Q&A at the end of this podcast topic. Let me know what questions you have and then I'll answer them live for you on the podcast. Um, so yeah, get back to doing the things that bring you joy, the things that bring you happiness. And don't get so caught up in what other people are going to think or do or feel or anything like that. Because the irony of that is when you start masking and when you start basically giving too much of yourself to other people, you end up giving shit advice. <laughs> you end up being less of yourself and people want more of you and people want to basically be with you, have a conversation with you and know that they're going to be helped. Because when someone comes to you with a problem, they're basically saying, hey, in whatever capacity, like, you know, your relationship's better, but they're basically saying, Hey, I'm comfortable with you enough to share these problems with you. And if you, they just need to vent, let them vent. If they want a solution, they're coming to you for a solution. But if you're always giving yourself away to other people and there's nothing left, eventually it's probably going to hit a point where you have empathy burnout and you're just going to be like, Oh, who fucking cares? Do something about it. And then after that, it's like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh my God. And then that's where it's going to spiral. So the more that you do for yourself, the more you're actually helping everyone else around you. So being selfish is one of the most selfless things that you can do. I think I'm living proof of that. When I started putting myself first, holy shit, 
Now I'm helping all these people around the world. I when, when I was in it, I didn't believe that in the fucking slightest, but this is where we are at the moment. So yeah, take care of yourself. And that's one of the easiest ways that you can help other people around you because you'll have better capacity in every fucking sense of the word and be able to give better advice. So we're going to wrap up this podcast with a question from Megan. Uh, what are some great tips or habits for people who work from home to manage procrastinating? Fucking love that phrase, procrastinating. Uh, so some great tips or habits for people who work from home to manage. I'm going to say procrastination and also eating. Um, one of the things that I typically give people when they, and it, de it, de it depends on basically your eating and things, but when you're organized with your food, it makes it a lot easier, but I would also plan for snacks. You can do one of two things, really. You can do both if you want to, but when you've got meal regulation, like breakfast, lunch, dinner happening at particular times, then you can actually start listening to your body. So for example, it's at the time of recording, it's 11.36 a.m. for me. And now is when I normally get about hungry. Oh my God, in an hour is when I get hungry. But that's because I had breakfast an hour earlier. So I had breakfast at basically, uh, what is it? My God, quarter to seven is when I had breakfast this morning. I normally have it at like quarter to, I normally have it at about eight o'clock actually, probably spot on eight. So at the moment, my body's telling me like, hey, it's lunch. But time-wise... I know that it's not lunch yet. It's lunch in about an hour, but I had breakfast an hour earlier. So when you've got that meal regulation, breakfast, lunch, dinner, it makes things a hell of a lot easier. One thing you can do though, is break it up into four meals across the day. So if you're from home, you can have breakfast, treat it like fucking school. You can have breakfast, play lunch, actual lunch, and then dinner. Because I know a lot of people do typically start there. For example, if you have breakfast at 6 a.m. and then you have lunch at... 12 p.m. Then actually it's most likely 7 a.m. and then 12 p.m. where most people have lunch and then dinner's usually like 6 to 7 o'clock. So you're sort of going, which is why it makes a lot of sense as to why people feel hungry, sort of like 4 or 5 o'clock, like the day is winding down, they're starting to decompress a little bit, stress is starting to come down because it's getting to the end of the day and when you obviously de-stress from things, you start to get a little bit more hungry as well because obviously you're not in that fight or flight mode, so to speak. So... Between breakfast and lunch, you've got like a five-hour break, but then from lunch to dinner, you've got typically a six- or seven-hour break. So after that five-hour break from breakfast to lunch, five hours after that is about 5 p.m., and you're going to start feeling hungry probably at about four. So one thing that I used to do when I was trying to lose weight, when I was actually focusing on losing weight, was I, was had, I would have breakfast at a normal time, and then I would schedule lunch at like, and I was obviously being from home, I could do this, but I would schedule lunch for 11.30. And then I would schedule second lunch for 2.30 or 3, whatever one that I sort of could, somewhere around there, basically late lunch, and that would get me through to dinner. So I basically took, if I was tracking calories, I took my calories and divided it by four. So then that was, argument's sake, if I have 2,000 calories, 500 calories for breakfast and for first lunch and for second lunch and for dinner, that would get me my 2,000 calories across the day, but I'm just aiming for 500 calories per meal. So that way I don't have to be like, oh, but it's a second lunch and it's making me feel like shit. It's like, well, I know that that's when I'm hungry. So that's when I'm planning to have those two lunches. If you don't want to do that, I would also recommend scheduling in or planning a snack. When it was just breakfast and lunch and dinner for me, I used to schedule in like a 3 p.m. snack or that classic 3 p.m. pickup. 
It used to be either like a bag of popcorn, it used to be protein bar, it used to be ham and cheese grilled sandwich, who knows? But one thing that I would do so that it's not procrastinating or eating or just sort of like mindless snacking to get you through the day is I would schedule it in. One of the best things that I've ever did to get my meal regulation up, to get the circadian rhythm going on, and to just sort of be like, well, I'm not hungry. For moments after that, I could actually check in with myself to be like, oh, I'm hungry. What time is it? Oh, fuck, it's lunch. Yeah, okay. And that would actually start reminding me that I did need to eat instead of getting through the entire day and then going, fuck, I'm, why am I hungry? Oh, I haven't eaten. Awesome. Should probably do something about that. So yeah, I would, they're probably, oh my God, that is probably my top tip for making sure that you're not procrastinating, eating, just killing time for the sake of it, is I would schedule it in. So then that way in your mind, it's not like, oh, I'm bored, I'm going to go eat or find what's in the pantry. It's scheduling it in to be like, all right, well, if I hold off for just one hour, then I can get to lunch. Or if I hold off for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes or this and that and whatever, then I can have my snack, then I can have my whatever. So it starts putting in that regulation for yourself and it also gets you away from snacking a whole heap. Um, The other thing that I would recommend if you're not already doing it, obviously I know that you've signed up for the challenge so you're about to do it, so fun fact for you, is get some protein in. Because a lot of people eat fuck all protein and that is one of the things that is going to keep you feeling full for longer because it takes longer to digest. So get your protein in, organize your meals, and yeah, that's that's what I would start with. Everything else outside of that is basically, in terms of not nutrition tips, everything else outside of that is basically what are we doing for the boredom? Why are we bored? What can we do when it comes up? Can we block the day so that it's, for example, I've got my morning time and then I've got lunch and then I've got afternoons, but I don't look at the entire day. I break it up into what do I have to do this morning so that I can smash out shit that I have to do this morning And then I look at like lunch, okay, yep, cool, chilling out, relaxing, doing that. And when I come into the afternoon, that's my second block of the day. And I only have to focus on that second block. Because if I look at my whole day and I go, fuck, I've still got like seven hours left and I've been working for four hours already, then I'm like, "Eh, maybe I'll, I'll just have a snack now. It's okay. But pushing it back a little helps out a fair bit. So yeah, hopefully that helped in some sort of capacity. If not, You're about to have weekly access to me anyway through the challenge, through the calls that we're going to be having Tuesdays at 7. You can pre-submit your questions if you want to. And yeah, this is, I I just remembered that this is going to be information that you already know because you're in the challenge. And by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be next week and you would have already started. So yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope that was really insightful. I hope it gave you some sort of value. And yeah, if you've got questions, feel free to leave them. Um, Instagram stories is typically where I do chuck up most of the, where's my TikTok? Instagram stories is typically where I do post most of the questions basically of like, Hey, I'm recording a podcast soon. What do you want to be hearing or listening or what questions do you have for me? And I'll answer them at the back end of the podcast, as you've just seen. Um, but yeah, have an amazing day, have an amazing time. And if you need me for absolutely anything, DM me. And yeah, if you want to work with us, transformation program that's still going laura has been on an absolute fucking tear and she has had a lot of clients sign up as of late so she's got i think three people that have signed up in the last week so you can't see it on this camera but on that one uh those post-it notes they're the amount of clients that we have left for the entire year so three of those have got to go down you'll see a tiktok video on that soon but three of those are going to come down which means i think we have like 30 
five spots for the transformation program for the rest of this year, like the entire year. Program goes for six months. So pretty much once either of us have our 15 clients, it's then a wait list type of deal for we won't be able to get you in until the next person that finishes with us, which is basically a six-month program. And for example, they all started at six months. They'll start at the same day. It's going to be six months to wait for the next one. But there's usually people starting at different times. For example, two start this week, two start next week, two start the week after, and then we're full up. And then maybe 18 weeks later, there's some openings coming up. So yeah, if you hear us talking about, hey, we've got some openings or we've got this or that, that is about to open. We've got people that are graduating from the program. Don't wait, jump on it, get onto it. Make sure that you take advantage of it because as soon as those post-it notes that you can't even see on the fucking vertical camera, as soon as those post-it notes are gone or as soon as those 41 total spots have been given out slash people have purchased the transformation program, that is it for 2024. And then we're going to have to do some different projections and uh, figure out what the fuck 2025 has in store for us. But it's January, so... We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But anywho, if you want to work with us, uh, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au, all one word. Uh, Instagram and TikTok, at thefitnessgenie, all one word. Or if this podcast was super valuable for you, we got something from it, uh, leave a review, follow, subscribe, all the shit that YouTube people say and do all that stuff, do it for us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one.